Hi there, this is Erin Cooney. Thanks so much for joining me today on the Irish Dance Business Owners Podcast. Today, I am joined by Natasha Hart. She is the founder, TCRG, and operations manager of MSD Irish Dance, along with her sister. And today, we're going to explore the topic of establishing and operating an Irish dance school while engaged in a full-time career. So welcome, Natasha, to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Erin. So as far as a little bit about myself, I started an Irish dance when I was a teenager after watching it growing up through the 90s. So I was totally in love with it. And thankfully, my sister found a class. So we started going together. From there, we were given the opportunity to start assistant teaching. And that's kind of where I started my discovery that it's something I wanted to continue having in my life and maybe establish a school myself. So that was a passion that started early in my teenage years and kind of directed me on my path of choosing school, education, college, as well as recognizing that I wanted to be taken seriously as a professional. And so making that choice to also continue a full-time career. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I love this story because a lot of the people I spoke to didn't really have a plan for starting an Irish dance school. And that would be my story as well. Like we say, we kind of fell into it. There was just a need for it, or, you know, we kind of did it for fun, but I love your story because you took it very seriously. And you wanted to have a plan to be very professional with it and have it very successful and to learn the skills that you needed to, you know, really navigate both that business side and the financial aspect of business and how you could make that career path work for you. So can we dive right into the topic now? Like how in the world did you establish a school and how are you running a school when you have this other amazing full-time career going on? <laughs> so <laughs> I definitely feel like doing it all at once isn't the best direction as far as plans go. You know, some things just seem to come together all at once and all of a sudden the things you thought you would do one at a time you end up with on your plate all at once and and that might be a personality flaw. But how do I do it? I think definitely I get a lot of support from family. And then at some point you have to give yourself a lot of grace and understand that you might not be able to do it to the level you were hoping to. And so kind of finding the areas that you can let go of a little bit, but still keep that golden thread of truth of, you know, this is the direction that I was going with this. And while it might not be going step-by-step to the plan, I'm still moving in the journey of where I was hoping to go and hitting on those things that were important, which is creating the structure to establish a dance school that can be scalable, pursuing a career where I can feel financially stable, which allows me to have that peace of mind to operate a dance school that's maybe at break even, which is okay. And then knowing that I've taken the time and challenged myself to have the education piece, which adds the legitimacy for myself to what I'm doing. I have some credentials. I've hit some of those benchmarks, you know, first for me was an associate in business, then PCRG, 
which came at a lot later time than I expected because it was very hard. <laughs> and then a bachelor's when I was already working full-time in my industry, which is financial services. And so things just kind of came together and there were a lot of dead ends in the journey, but you know, it felt so wonderful when I knew I was back on track. So kind of living through those experiences, learning from them and just recognizing that time can take care of many things, eventually roll into the next phase. So when you actually established your school, I'm trying to get a better idea of the timeline as well. Like you were saying, when you established your school, you already had an associate's degree in business. That is correct. Yeah. And okay. So you used that skill set and that foundation to get a full-time position in financial Mm -hmm. services. And then your next step, did you kind of pursue the TCRG at the same timeline as your bachelor's degree, or did you complete that TCRG and then go on to complete your bachelor's? And then when did you actually establish your school? It feels like I know you said you wouldn't juggle it all at the same time, but I'm kind of just trying to get the timeline of what it actually did look like for you. Yeah. So for my associates that I was pursuing when I was, you know, early twenties, 19, right out of school. And I kind of had already started working in financial services at that point, part-time. So I was assistant teaching a couple times a week, maybe at most while dancing and competing. And then my income was working part-time in a local credit union. And I was then going to college at that time too. So like that's when kind of learning how to balance those three started. After that though, I did get married and I met someone that was stationed overseas. So we lived in Germany for a while and I actually had the opportunity. I kind of burnt myself out from that schedule when I was first pursuing my associates. So, and I had kind of taken on classes and organizing classes, but underneath another, well, a couple different dance academies. I had tried working for with a couple different dance academies um, that were Irish dance. And So I burnt myself out and I had to step away from it. And so now we're in my early twenties and I realize I missed Irish dance and the nearest school to me in Germany is two hours away. And it was Mary Sweeney. Her family is from Dublin and she teaches the Tiernanog school. So they have locations in Ramstein and Munich. So it's quite fun. Um, super grateful that I got to be a part of her. And she actually made me make a really hard choice. The first day I came and worked with her, she said, okay, well, you mentioned in 2010, they're having a TCRG exam for CLRG. And you mentioned maybe wanting to compete again because I had stepped away completely, just completely quit. And she made me choose. So I went home bawling and she said, (laughs) I really need you to decide are you going to pursue this now as a teacher or do you want to continue developing your skills as a dancer? And so I decided that, yes, I really want to strive for this 2010 goal of TCRG and get back into dance. And so that is where I completed my TCRG. When we were overseas, I did look into the possibility of completing my bachelor's degree and it just didn't seem attainable. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it really wasn't quite there for me. So I did work part-time in a credit union on base while I was over there, but then eventually I just kind of shifted my focus. I could 
because financially when we were in the military, that was pretty set. And so I focused on getting my TCRG. Now I didn't pass the first time. <laughs> oh, that's so good to hear. Yeah. You know why? Because there's someone listening that's going to go through that same experience and they need to hear that you can do it again. Yeah. It's <laughs> hard. It's hard. Yeah. And I swore if I didn't pass the music section, I was not going to try again. And there were a few obstacles, you know, I got in my own way, a few things that were identifiably why I didn't pass. It was very clear, but on the same hand, I was pursuing uh, my TCRG after having quit for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there's both sides. Yes. Sometimes you can fully prepare and still not make it, but also if you've been preparing for years, don't be scared. You can, you've, you've probably done the work you can do it. So it took me then a few different years. Cause then I started working on my bachelor's again, moved back to the United States and working again while going to college. I still was only working part-time and then eventually retested for my TCRG reconnected with some of the schools, actually the school that I originally had learned from. So that was really great to reestablish those connections and kind of, you know, as a more mature person, I was a teenager originally working with this school. Now I was able to reach back out to them at the request of my mentor from Germany. She said, you really need to work with someone local. You, you still have to retest. I want you to try and reconnect with them. So I was challenged again <laughs> to reconnect and, you know, we're all Irish and stubborn and hot headed. So that was good for me to have to go through that relationship growth and personal growth. And it was a fantastic experience. So my story is a series of unfortunate events in the sense that I retested and still didn't fully pass. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I wow. passed another section. So for me, three times was the charm. And it was something that took, you know, I finally received my TCRG in 2016. I did my original test in 2010. So life happened in between, but it was a great journey. And when the moment was right, I was able to refocus on those goals and eventually accomplish them. So, so TCRG happened and then I went full-time advancing in my career in financial services and they offered a tuition assistance. And that's where I finally completed my bachelor's degree online. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And my sister was then completing her master's degree in nutrition and exercise physiology. She also chose those after her experiences in Irish dance and wanted to be able to bring that back to the community, which was very exciting for me because then I reconnected with her and she did want to still teach. And so I always knew that I wanted to establish dance school. I wasn't quite sure if that was her full passion. You know, we're in our late 20s at this point when we're kind of having this conversation of, hey, do we want to go ahead? We're back in our hometown. We've traveled the world, established our education, have had different careers. And we did. We decided we wanted to do that. So part of finishing her master's degree was writing our business plan. So we officially licensed and launched our business a year before, well, not a full year, but about a good six months before we actually opened our doors for classes. So yeah. Wow. That's kind of the, the full long version. <laughs> oh, 
I love that. And, you know, it's so interesting because we started this interview saying, you know, you knew this is what you wanted to do. And I, right. Like we're all expecting the straight path, the, the story, yeah. like, well, if you know what you want to do, it's just going to be like bang, 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 get that business degree done, get that TCRG out of the way. And there's still going to be detours <laughs> along the way. And I didn't mean to say like, that's great that you didn't pass a TCRG. I think it's, <laughs> it's great that you're sharing it because mm-hmm. a lot of times people don't want to share that they've struggled with that exam. Everyone agrees that it's difficult. It's very difficult. It's very stressful. And it's usually, you're usually taking it in a time of your life where you're trying to juggle a lot of different things, you know, and things may not feel very stable at the time. And you're trying to study while you're trying to figure out all these other aspects of your life. So for those listening that want to pursue more of that straight path, maybe they've always known they wanted to have an Irish dance school, just knowing that, you know, just taking the exam and getting the degree, sometimes it's not a straight path like that either. And that you can continue and pursue. This is a story of perseverance for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Such a and cool journey that you got to go to Germany and kind of start that journey there. I feel incredibly grateful. That's part of my story. And that's where I definitely, you know, enjoy the seasons you're in, you know, take a moment to look at where you're at as you're on that journey, because it's, it's part of the journey, but it's going to be gone eventually. And so keep moving to the next thing and remember where you came from. But yeah, it's, you know, and, and it's not to say that someone can't be completely structured, Mm -hmm. you know, for um, someone who likes to have a plan, I've had to really learn how to become more flexible. So I kind of um, had that conversation with you where I think that has to be a little bit part of your business model. And maybe that's not for everyone, but it definitely was the only way to survive for me was to understand that sometimes there are moments where you have to be flexible. There are seasons that you're going to go through and you're still a human, but the other piece of that is you're still you. So I don't get to change into this other person and magically have this TCRG experience or magically show up in the classroom and I'm this out of the world teacher. I'm still me. And so I have to learn how to make the best version of who I'm bringing to this, not just this imaginary concept of this is how I want my life to go. You know, it's going to be me that's going to be going through that and me that's going to be in front of a panel of four to five people. And that's where it, you know, you, you break down because, and I don't mean break down in the sense that you totally fall apart, but it's not going to operate as efficiently as you thought, because for a moment you're going to have this, Oh my goodness moment of like, here we are, (laughs) or here we are again. And I can't believe that this is still scaring me or that I'm still feeling unprepared. And so just owning that and moving past it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been really fun to talk to you because you do have that business mindset going into starting this school. You've always thought of it as a business. I think a lot of Irish dance teachers, you know, do it as a hobby. They're very focused on the, the dancing aspect, that technique, the choreography, the competitive track. And it is very unique and different that you are coming from kind of both areas actually, but you have all these business skill set behind you. Can you share any insights to what that is like having those business insights when you 
first start your school that you already had a degree behind you. Like I, I opened my school. I had never taken a business class ever. And I opened it thinking I can figure this out. (laughs) But like when you do feel a little bit more prepared, I mean, everyone probably doesn't feel fully prepared in opening a business, but when you actually have a business degree, like what was that like for you? Like you said, you had a business plan, you had six months of preparation of launching this you know, what did that kind of look like for you? I think it gave us something to keep us on track. It's okay. almost like when you write that mission statement. And so you are able to, to have something to compare what you're doing to and say, is this really what I am looking for out of what we're creating here? So once we had a business plan established, then we had the conversation of, how are we structuring our curriculum and classes? Are we age-based? Are we school-based? What are we going to use for advancement systems, reward systems? And then we could look right back to, okay, we've developed a business model here that we want to create an academy that operates in a way that is efficient and is not just tied to us as a family. That was important to us, which is why our business name doesn't have our personal names. We wanted it to be something where someone could come in and feel like they could own it as well and to create advancement within the business structure itself. So when we call ourselves founders, that's a title that no one else will ever have. But when we are putting on our business hats and I call myself the operations manager and call my sister the relationship manager, That means we have some tasks and some roles that we have to fulfill, but there also may be tasks and roles that don't have to be us in the future. So that might be something where if we find we're experiencing burnout or something has come up in life where we need to step away, or maybe we need to grow in a different direction. We have a role that's defined and someone can come into that. And that was really important when we were establishing our business and opening our doors because we've approached our stance as a hobby and it can take over your life and finances really quickly. And that was, if I had any anxiety in that or in establishing the school, that was it, is making sure that feeling that weight of the whole structure on one person to me is incredibly overwhelming. So instead having a separate skeleton and that was the business plan for us to help carry that weight made the decision-making process and that discovery of, you know, location, establishing marketing for growing students. And I say all these big words, they were very small actions to fulfill those big roles and words, but they were intentional. And that's what kept us sane and keeps us sane still through the process. My sister is a full-time mom right now. And so she is still a contributor to the school, but we found that her role is less time, more efficiently spending her time with the school. And so just having that structure allows us to kind of move around through those different functions with a little more fluidity. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that entirely helped because I kind of go off on tangent, but I think, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that helps a lot. I mean, just everything you've shared, I'm sure that there's a majority of people listening going, wow, I didn't think of that when I started my business. Like, 
what are my specific roles? How do I structure this curriculum? Because like a lot of Irish dance teachers kind of grow up in it and they just kind of have this, well, I'll run it like the school that I grew up in. Right. And Mm -hmm. so like you're saying you took this time to like intentionally plan out what you wanted. Just don't take from what you did. You can, and you can say, what did I love from that experience? What do I think was successful what potentially was successful as a business in the experience I had at this other Irish dance school growing up, but just Mm -hmm. taking the time to be intentional about how you're going to plan your business. And it doesn't have to look like the school you grew up in. It could look different. And if you're looking through it with business glasses on, right, (laughs) there's a lot of things you can consider. Like what is your specific role? What are these roles? You know, you're not just teacher, owner, director, but there are more specific traits in that. And especially like you said, if you are running a school with a family member so that you can continue to live out your strengths and your skill sets and get along and make sure you're not stepping on each other's toes in the different roles. I think that's super important. So is there any other advice that you would give people that want to establish an Irish dance school? Maybe they are kind of in high school yet or early twenties and they haven't pursued the certification yet. They haven't decided on a major yet. What would you recommend to them? I mean, they've already heard your story, but like you looking back, obviously you wouldn't have wanted it any different, but if there's someone growing into something that, um, they want something similar to what you've created, a full-time position, professional career, and the Irish dance school. Is there anything you would suggest to them? I think definitely, you know, take a moment to really decide what part of what you're doing that you want in your future. You know, a lot of us Irish dance is lifelong but what it looks like changes over time. And so kind of explore what those changes mean to you. You know, for me now, I know that eventually I want to become a judge. And so now I look at things a little differently as far as, you know, what are my next steps? What are my next goals? But I kind of knew that was possibly on the horizon when I knew that I wanted to establish a school because it just kind of is the logical conclusion. And that's the logical conclusion for me. So take a moment with yourself to explore those. What does that look like? And then also don't be afraid to reach out to the professionals who do the things you don't want to (laughs) do. So obviously you can't always afford to have a consultant. That's just not realistic, but you might be able to identify that you need you know, maybe the business side of it isn't your forte. You want to continue to focus on the choreography. That's okay. You don't have to pursue business as a career and education in order to have a solid academy, but you probably are going to need to tap into someone or some of those sources of information. So maybe that means for a weekend attending a business seminar, there's a lot of resources out there And you might just have to put that hat on for a little bit of time or find someone who's going to help you with that. So maybe finding a partner. So that would be my suggestion is don't be afraid to lean on the people around you, but also be true to yourself because you're the consistency of your brand. You are the one who is going to be consistently there and 
being true to yourself, your own strengths, your own interests is what creates that ultimate thread of truth throughout what you're doing. And so you might have lots of side journeys, but you're the person who's on it the whole way. And that's what ties the story together. Mm-hmm. Well, this is wonderful. Thank you so much. I've really enjoyed interviewing today and listening to your story. And uh, just thank you so much for joining me today, Natasha, and sharing your story. Ah, thank you. Thank you for having me. It was fabulous. I look forward to listening to more of your interviews too. So thank have you. a great rest of your week. Thank you.